Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, mate, he's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we get choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth two with features. Neither listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wisecracks. Welcome to the show, this is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is Bauer. Beep you. <laughs> Listen, I got tired yeah, of I having just... the other guys around, and I was like, you're gone. Get out of here. This is the Menti and Mauer show <laughs> like, now. I like how you've been gone forever, and then you're just like, all right, get everybody else out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that what I do? No. No? No. Listen, we were missing the annual... Around this time of year, you and I tired coming home from a con, just you and I show. Dude, I don't even want to talk about cons. I miss cons. I miss cons so much. <laughs> let's let's not do that. Let's I, not start this I show that way. I miss concerts. Concerts I miss. You don't miss, con- you don't miss like, regular cons either? Not anymore. The con cr- Listen, the con crud was bad enough. You throw the Rona in con the mix. Cr- yeah. We but were, it was still fun. I mean, look, like we we all admit that uh what was it? What was the second read pop show? Keystone. This is how long it's been. Keystone. Yeah. Keystone wasn't the greatest con, but at the same time was like the greatest con. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy, but everybody that went there got to meet everybody with no lines. The few times like, I wasn't happy either. I feel like we lost money, but at the same time, <laughs> the few times that we got to walk around was, it was the like, best con experience I've ever had. That's true. <laughs> that's what cons are going to be from now and on. I miss that. Ten people allowed in at a time. So, except for we would be vendors, so you know we'd already be there. <laughs> we are way off topic. In general, it yeah, is, we are. This is why you shouldn't have opened up with cons. <laughs> it, it is the Wednesday show. What does that mean? Uh, the new news that's weird i've never actually said that yeah don't do it again um we got a lot of that's stuff fair. that's happened since last week yeah there's plenty to talk about and you know what give me an excuse to bring up moon night news and now we finally have moon night news <laughs> if we saw moon night mentioned anywhere it made it to the news no matter what the story was now it's just never-ending moon night stories this is amazing it so, is yeah, amazing. We've got more Moon Knight moves. Yeah, we uh, we have some casting talks, confirmations. You know, I guess it doesn't take long to say yes to Disney. Yeah, so uh. You want to play Moon Knight? <laughs> yup. Cool. <laughs> uh, we also got our first look at uh, a Batwoman and uh, Titans version of Red Hood, which we'll, we'll get into my disappointment in, in a moment. Yeah, I, I want to hear your like thoughts on do. that when we get there. because uh, They're not good. They're not good. All right. They're not good. All right. I'm going to tell you right now. Spoiler alert. Dumb. Because I but have... Yeah, we'll get there. I have something that they missed out on that I want to bring up and, and see what your thoughts are. So let's start with comics, though. Well, let Yeah. Let, and let's start with... Let's get the probably the biggest news coming, and this will be spoiler alert for anybody who either hasn't been Bishop reading... Bishop gets a Green Lantern ring. Or hasn't gotten a chance 
to pick up the third Green uh, Green Lantern. You got me all thrown off now. The third um, Three Jokers book. The third Three Jokers book. The third yes. Three Jokers so, book. The third. Three, 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 three. Say it three times. <laughs> Spoiler fast. alert for anybody who hasn't either read that story or hasn't picked up that third issue yet. So again, last last my last warning. I don't because this is way too soon. Yeah, and if you haven't gotten wild. yours yet, you can order it from MoscowCollectibles.com. Hey, plug, 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 plug. Sorry. Um, so, no, no, by all means. Here's the thing. We all kind of thought this book was going to be dumb. I didn't. And wow, were we... Um, no, nah, we all, none of us were like all too keen. Like it was Jeff John. So I was like, I'm going to give it a chance no matter what. But the concept of three Jokers, when they first announced that at Rebirth, none of us were too keen. On that. I was sold when they found the Joker in the basement of the Batcave. But even then, I don't know how well that ties into this. Cause this story isn't like continuity wise. I'm not quite sure where <laughs> this fits in the timeline. Um, but it's pretty wild. And again, my last spoiler uh, warning, but this is a true and tried sequel to the killing joke. And wow, did they tie that in beautifully? Did they make three jokers make sense? And the payoff was one of the, it's one of the best Batman stories I've, I've seen in a long time, especially with how the, the letdown of Joker war kind of was by the end there, but how good this three jokers ending is, is incredible. Well, you started up like the war of jokes and riddles was really good. And then Joker war was meh. And now you have this, which is really good. So the next storyline for Batman going to be meh. If we, if we, and next Joker storyline, yeah, <laughs> that uh, you know, okay, so here, here's what makes it so special. Again, spoiler alert, but for anybody who hasn't, uh, who, who read Killing Joke, but more importantly, it's not even Killing Joke. The way that it ties into the Batman mythos and the way that it closes a chapter on the Batman mythos is incredible. So throughout the whole story, without spoiling too much, Joe Chill plays a very big role. And Joe Chill is the person who killed Batman's parents for anybody unaware. And through this story, you find out that Joe Chill is very remorseful for his actions. He's he's done interviews. He's written letters to Bruce Wayne. Like he is he's pretty remorseful for his actions. And the Joker, uh, there's three versions of the Joker, the comedian, the clown uh, and the criminal. Um, all of which you don't know which is the real one versus which are just like fake copies of of the Joker. So you have the clown who was like the goofier kind of like uh, the the killing fish. Remember that fish? Many, yeah, like many, the fifties and sixties Joker. And then you had the criminal who is the original Joker, right? The the really sadistic, right off the bat kind of Joker. And then you had. Uh, the comedian, which is the Killing Joe Joker, and it turns out that the the comedian created the other two and convinced them that the coolest thing they could do or the cruelest thing they could do to Batman was to turn Joe Chill into a Joker, right? To make another Joker on the streets the one that killed his parents. But crazy turn of events, the comedian ends up killing the criminal and then says, "My whole plan was for you." And Joe Chill to work things out and for you to forgive him and for him uh, and for him to finally tell get his peace. So that way you don't have anything in your life that keeps me from being the ultimate villain to you. 
I won't. I don't want Joe Chill to be a part of your story anymore because I want to be the one that hurts you and to make you bleed. And it was just the coolest twist of fate because that's sh- like he holds Joe Chill's hand as he's dying, which is such a crazy moment in the first place. And then you have the Joker having this cool just speech of of I want to be your pain. I don't want Joe Chill because I will never be able to overtake Joe Chill. So I had to close that chapter in your book, which is just the most Joker thing ever. And it, this is it, I, a, a return to Joker being less crazy and more maniacal. Because, you know, we were getting crazy Joker and just doing stuff to do stuff. And, and, you know, even when he cut off his face and like it was a different Joker than most of us fell in love with when we were younger. So seeing this story come back and really playing on the the Joker isn't he's crazy, but he. He has a thought process and he has he has plans. It's not the the Heath Ledger Joker that doesn't have plans. You know, it's this Joker plans things out to the umpteenth degree just to torture you and just to cause chaos. But he does not live in chaos himself, which the story has been great. And I have to say the art in this, the homage, Mm -hmm. like it's been so good. It's and it's been a while since I've been able to say that I've loved every part of a Batman story. There were shot there, I guess for panel for panel recreations from the killing joke throughout this one, which was just beautifully done. And it's now definitively, I would at least argue definitively the Joker origin is now the killing joke. It's not just the ones that we kind of all just accept as the, as the origin. It seems like this is the origin now. Uh, But do we, I don't know if we want that. I like the fact that the Joker never truly gave you his origin, that you never really knew if and, that was real. That's still true, because even at one point he says, because remember in the killing joke, you don't, at the end, he goes, what is, what is his line? I like my, my history to have multiple choice. That's like true. my past to be multiple choice. You, you really don't know still, but. So this is saying the killing the joke comedians. happens. Like this yes. is <laughs> confirming it happened. Um, yes, Absolutely. Which we kind of got when Rebirth happened. They brought it back. So I guess this is even more cementing that that part in time is is a part of Batman's history and Joker's history, which is good. But it's been... So, buy this book. Yeah. I don't really care. Uh, just, buy the, just buy the book. I'm telling you right now, this is, this is a must-own story. This, this, is, this has been like one of the crowning jewels of 2020 right here is this book. It's not hard. Um, but I feel like we... What's up? It's not hard to be a crowning jewel of 2020. That's true. That's true. But you know what? We got to celebrate the wins when we get them because there's not that many. <laughs> so going from a crowning jewel Lantern. to Bishop getting a Green Lantern ring. Well, okay. Before we get into the the look of things, uh, we do have uh, Jeff or excuse me, Jeff Johns, man. John Stewart getting a new look in the upcoming Green Lantern for uh, DC's Future State. Uh, but the concept behind why he gets this new look, I think is kind of cool. He looks a little weird. Like he goes from this very militant kind of design to a very almost like like space pirate look. He you looks like I mean? Guy Gardner. Like, he kind of looks like Eddie Gordo. He's Guy Gardner and Bishop had a love child. Yeah, like Eddie Gordo from, from Tekken. <laughs> like he's got the same kind of hair. He's got a sword. But here's what's why this is a crazy story. The reason why the Green Lanterns, and there's a few of them that look very different, is that for some reason, 
the Green Lantern battery is losing power and willpower is no longer a, a source of energy for the Green Lanterns. So their rings are running out and they don't know what to do. So they start going to the outer sector to find a new power source. So that's the point of this story is why there's going to have to be a new Green Lantern. A lot of the other Green Lanterns are out there looking for a new source of green energy or a new source of willpower, I guess to uh, combat uh, the Sinestro Corps and a bunch of other things that are going on in the stories because it like opens up in the middle of it. Um, but the concept of the Green Lanterns losing willpower is intriguing, but at the same time weird because they've said a million times over that as long as there's life in the universe and, and that can stand up to fear, at some point there will be willpower. So that means there will be power? <laughs> like, I don't know how you reconcile that because I feel like if... You know, like the Honey Badger video we've all seen, right? Honey Badger don't give a shit. That Honey Badger video is standing up and has the willpower to go up against the snake. That Honey Badger is fueling the Green Lantern power ring. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel I don't know how this works that they're running out of power. You get my point. You can earth to me. That's okay. Spot space point pirates. Being is they space just pirates. they That's just wanted to have space pirates. How do we get space pirates? We have to have send people off. Okay, well, you have to have a bunch of them. Well, we got four million Green Lanterns over here. All right, cool. Send them off to look for more green stuff. Moving on. <laughs> All right, let's get into some Marvel news. And let's open up with some xenomorphs, which is weird to say let's start with Marvel news, and that's we're going to the Alien franchise. But, oh, my goodness. We know that Marvel got the rights to the Alien and Predator uh, books not too long ago when Marvel or when Disney acquired Fox. Uh, and we saw, a, like, two images, that one of Predator holding Iron Man's head, and there was a cool, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the Aliens. I think that's so, yeah. That's the two pictures we got. But we've got a slew of new uh, covers that depict different Marvel heroes fighting a xenomorph. And man, some of these stories I never thought I wanted so much. Some of them, like <laughs> they have the Venom symbiote one, the Venom symbiote staring down the xenomorph, that cover looks incredible. Thor smashing the one in half with the hammer, that looks incredible. Wolverine going up against the xenomorph looks incredible. Some of them I don't care about. Like they had Black Hat as one of the covers. I don't care. Black Widow, I don't care. But some of them just blew me See, away. See, I think the Black Widow story could be cool because government conspiracy and xenomorphs and and what that could be. Yeah. But with all of the different superhero, the Marvel heroes that are out there, I don't know. I, to, to watch a spy <laughs> take them on is not too far off from alien movies we've seen already. You just want to see them smashed. I, I want to see, well, see what it's like for a xenomorph to spit acid on the Hulk. Like the, if the Hulk breaks off a Xenomorph's arm, what happens to the Hulk? There's so many cool options here. There's no, there's, this doesn't mean there's going to be a crossover, but if they don't, I think this is such a wasted potential because they've crossed over with the DC universe so often. They've crossed over with Star Trek. They've crossed over with so many things that really a bunch of good Marvel stories. Like, could you imagine an X-Men story with the brood and the Xenomorph in one story? I think for anybody unaware, the brood is Marvel's Xenomorphs. I think they're doing these covers to find out which characters the fans want to see them with. You know what they, what they hear people getting excited about. <laughs> you all can't have all of them, Mikey. You can't have all of them. All of them. Nope. All right. Well then, then black cat. If, and, and If you had to pick yeah, one, just black pack. Good. All right, get rid of Black... I can only pick one? Only can pick one. Oh. All right, well, there was a cover with Null and the Xenomorphs, which, okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the King in Black uh, crossover tie-in with the Xenomorphs. That looks incredible. Um, I have them all in the show post. Peruse them. Find your favorites. Let us know which one's your favorites, because I can't... I personally can't pick a favorite. They're just too good. 
All right, now, Mauer, you have not been on the show for some of the craziest stuff to ever happen to Moon Knight <laughs> in all of history. Like, this is the most Moon Knight-centric time in, in, in Fireside's existence, and you have not been around. So, before we get into this next bit of news about Black Panther and the Phoenix Force, can you tie us in to why this is valuable? What's going on with Moon Knight? All right, well, I'm only going to give you a tease. I'm, gonna, I'm only going to tease you a little bit, because I plan on... Just word vomiting some Moon Knight stuff this Friday. So Moon Knight has been under control of his moon god who has made his new city on Earth with all kinds of zombie mummies and werewolves and and, and pretty cool. And he went around and collected all of the primordial powers of Earth. So he has the Sorcerer Supreme in an Ankh. He's got Iron Fist in an Ankh. Uh, he got the Hell Charger because he knew that Mephisto was coming and he was now the Fist of Khonshu and he was going to fight everything. Well, now, mind you, Khonshu like killed 75 different Mephistos from all over the place. So right there, we finally got our first real clue on how powerful Khonshu is. You know what I mean? Like, Khonshu's never really done much, except for just kind of showing up to, to Mark Spector, and we all thought he was just kind of crazy. We didn't know if he was real. But for Khonshu to kill Mephisto, that's a big deal, right? Well, like, Khonshu was always looked at like a Loki-type god. You know, he messed with your mind to get you to do his bidding. Uh, but it turns out when push comes to shove, he's pretty badass. Um, all of that gets kind of twisted around, and Moon Knight... Uh, goes back to try and take what Black Panther's power again and gets the Phoenix Force. Now, Moon Knight has separated himself from Khonshu, and Khonshu's now fighting the Avengers. Moon Knight's up there. He kind of separated himself with the Phoenix Force. Yes. Remember, he was like, he was like, let me bleed, and he was telling Black Panther to kind of kick the crap out of him, and then that's also when he exploded into the into the Phoenix. Because the Phoenix goes to those suffering pain and and finds people to take advantage of. Now, spoiler alert, because issue 38, 37, the last issue before the break, uh, before the Phoenix saga goes in, I think Moon Knight did one of the coolest things I've ever seen him do to show um, that he has power. So Moon Knight with the Phoenix Force shows up and basically tells all the Avengers go away. I'm, I'm not fighting you. This is done. He stops everything. Take star child, do all this. And they come, uh, Iron Man says, you know, something like here's a, what a few million dollars of Armageddon will get you. And with the Phoenix Force, Moon Knight just kind of pushes them all away. And he has this moment in space where Phoenix is kind of whispering in his ear to destroy all of earth eradicate the plague that is human and moon knight in all of his craziness realizes yes he is crazy but he is the man that wears white so the villains see him coming and because of that he will always find his way no matter how dark it gets (laughs) so he releases you know thor's hammer thor comes out and goes moon knight you know blah i'm gonna fight you and moon knight goes yeah i think i deserve this and as we know moon knight has no problem taking a punch (laughs) to the face Next time you see Moon Knight, he's on Earth with a bunch of broken bones, back to just being Moon Knight. Now on Earth, craziest shit I've ever seen is all the Avengers taking other people's powers. So you had the Fist of the Hulk. 
You had yeah, Sorcerer Blade. And they, Sorcerer Blade needs his own book. Yeah. Like, I want I want a three-issue miniseries of Sorcerer Blade. It sounds like the coolest idea. But they take down Khonshu. Because, you know, that's a thing. So here's what I'm trying to figure out. Did they take Did him down? Did he let himself lose? Because there's, there's no way. Did there's he no let way. He killed, like, 100 Mephistos. How are you telling me? Like, okay, uh, the... I, the Avengers are some heavy hitters, but they're not that kind of heavy hitter. So that's why I brought up the beginning that Khonshu is like Loki, where he is all head games. He might have been trying to do one thing, but he's got a plan B. And I think his plan B was letting them do what he wants to do his bidding because he knows the Phoenix Force is there. So now we're leading into where the Phoenix has to choose a body. And you get to see Jeannie and Wolverine on Krakoa. And she's like, no, this isn't me. So Jean Grey is out of the picture for this Phoenix. And we know on one of the covers coming up, you've got Black Panther. And it's going to be a world of the heroes kind of fighting each other, being corrupted by the Phoenix Force. So the Phoenix Force can decide who's going to be the new host. This is still Jason Aaron's, right? Yes. Yeah. So... A long time ago, Jason Aaron's teased a Wolverine Phoenix. I bet you this is where this is all going. This is all like they even teased not too long ago with Wolverine getting it. I, I'm sure this ends with old man Wolverine with the Phoenix Force. So here's why I think you're right. He's the only one other than Moon Knight whose brain is so jacked up that he might have a chance to resist the Phoenix influencing him, him going crazy. Because everybody else, the well, that's Phoenix... that's what they said kind of... Well, they, they've said that about this book in general, that the in the Age of the Phoenix, that a lot of characters are going to be able to see what... We're going to see what they're like with the Phoenix Force. But some of them can't control it, will go crazy and become evil. Some evil people will get it and might become better. Um, but in general, we're going to see a lot of characters shifting over to getting that Phoenix Force power, which I don't know if I kind of like. We've gotten so... like it's It's like Thor's hammer. We've gotten to a point where just so many people have now been the Phoenix that it loses its luster. Just like everyone lifting Thor's hammer, it's no longer as special as it once was. I think it's going to be more like Venom in the Venom, Venom movie, you know, where it's going to use up the bodies. Like, and it's going to leave it. It's going to be what Moon, like one issue, they're going to have it. It's going to decide it's not the right host and move on. I know, but it's, but it's, it gets, it, I don't know, it just weakens it. I do. They did say that we're going to find out a lot more about the the from the one million BC Avengers, how there was the first Phoenix Force is going to play a role in this. So the first Phoenix will be there. But can we just take a minute to appreciate Black Panther's Phoenix costume? He looks incredible. I think I think he is going to be one of the ones that goes evil. You think uh, you really? Well, okay. if it if if to say if it's something to save Wakanda. Yeah. If he can justify it as he's doing it to save Wakanda. Yeah. The ends justify the means. Because remember where he started, he was, I don't care about anybody, it's just this. Like, he has it in him to say, screw the rest of the world. You, Yeah, no, I, I agree. So, I have a feeling he's one of the ones, and online's going nuts, ah, he's the true king, he's going to be able to handle this. I think he's more broken than people realize, and he's, uh, he's in for a rough time with this phoenix. All right, let's move on to some TV news, and 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 I I will I I'm just gonna stay quiet for a while and just kind of let you go <laughs> for a bit because like this is this is your moment, man. This is it. 
So we got casting rumors of they were in talks for a lead for Disney Plus's Marvel series Moon Knight. And then like two hours later, somebody said it's official. Now we haven't gotten the full press release yet with all the hoopla, but I'm going to say this is about as official as you can get that uh, Apocalypse, Poe Dameron, is going to be Mark Spector. And from the ashes, we will build a better one. <laughs> He's got to do something better. Uh, I'm here now. I am torn with this casting. Poe Dameron was probably my favorite part of the new trilogy. Uh, he can do the militant thing real well, which shows he can be the mercenary. But Disney kept saying that they were going to be looking for someone with Jewish heritage to por portray that because it's a big part of the Moon Knight, you know, the character himself with that, you know, torn, kind of like Daredevil, oh, Daredevil's torn between being, you know, his Catholic. faith and what he does. You know, with Moon Knight, he actually knows a god, but he's got very strong Jewish faith. So it, it was a big part of it. Um, but he's a good actor. Um, good looking he could still guy. Be Jewish though, he could. He could just believe in the Jewish faith, like you know what I mean. So I, I, I wanted... still think Shia LaBeouf is a better choice. Yeah, Shia. I think Shia is Shia perfect. LaBeouf. Um, I think but that they're he could going have to... just said no. He could have. <laughs> like he could have just because I bet you they offered it to him. He could have just said no. Uh, I have a feeling that we're not going to get a whole bunch of Mark Spector, and we'll talk about this on Friday. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see some other stuff going on with this Moon Knight show. Just the way that uh, Oscar Isaac is. Now, he's a smaller guy. So I don't know what they're going to do for that. He's not very imposing. I don't th see him as very menacing. I think, but what they're, they're going to MCU is costume. Like, he's not going to have the normal. He's going to, I first I'll bet he has three different versions of his costume. And I think he'll have the, he'll have the Mr. Knight suit. Again, we'll talk more about this on Friday. But I also do think that he's going to have an armored suit, very similar to a Batman. Because, again, he is essentially a Batman. Yeah, and that's the 2003 Moon Knight is what I think they're going to kind of base it off of. Stop right there. We're, we're getting into Friday. Knock okay. it off. <laughs> um, we're so close to ruining Friday. Can I just say, told you so for the next news, and we just move on? Go ahead. Told you so. All right, moving on. What was the news? <laughs> well, we've got <laughs> the Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, but we have a spoiler for it where we saw the comic accurate costume for Baron Zemo from, what was it, Funko Pops or one of those mm -hmm. uh, pop sets. But in that pop set, we also saw the Captain America costume. Well, to be fair, we've seen the Captain America costume on set a bunch of times. Like, it's not as new as the Baron Zemo, although, to be fair, because the Baron Zemo video they released, we already knew that was coming. So, to be fair, this is throwaway news any way you look at it. <laughs> now they, but they never said Captain America with Walker. We just saw him in the Stars and Stripes. We just, yeah, we assumed U.S. agent, but... It's the story we predicted. It's going to be, they don't recognize Falcon Cap as Cap. They created their own. He's going to go a little crazy. And then it's going to be Falcon Cap proving himself as the Captain America. That's what it's going to be. Uh, but what's kind of cool is that the showrunner was talking about, or the show writer, excuse me, the script writer was talking about ideas on revamping older characters and giving them a much richer history. I w I'm curious to think who these characters could be. I'm guessing Agent 13 is going to be one of them, right? Sharon Carter is going to be one. Um. 
other than that, though, I don't know. who. What other characters could you be reinventing? I mean, uh, Crossbones is dead. The Jumper's dead, so, too, isn't he? No, the Leaper apparently is coming back, isn't he? I heard, I heard rumor he's coming back. St. Pierre's coming back to play him? Yeah, I heard he's the same actor and everything. Well, it's a UFC. So maybe, oh, that's Saint a good Pierre. point. That's probably who they're talking. It's probably, yeah, it's probably the Leaper and Agent 13 are the two they're going to revamp. Because I know she plays a big role. That's probably it. You're probably right. He uh he did a good job of making the Leaper still recognizable as the Leaper, but not the being seconds he was in. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't like a a sissy French guy with a sword. No, no, it was good. It was a good fight scene, but still, it was like wow, that, you threw that villain away. <laughs> well, I mean, would you want any more? Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Uh, All right, let's talk about the uh, the new Batwoman. I think it looks really good. The The set photos that we saw looked terrible, right? Because it, the costume didn't look like it fit. But now this polished version, like a little little, little CW touch-up to it. Here's my thing. They both look pretty good. I also like that her hair is very natural, except for the reds only on the ends. Okay. It looks really good to me. Everybody says, how come people don't recognize Superman as Clark Kent? There is no way that you don't know who this person is if you've run into both of them. Her hair is very distinctive, like, huh, the, your mouth and face kind of looks familiar. I can see your eyes. You know, they don't black out the eyes. And you're, like, you're well, not hiding your identity. Just, the hair could just be like Ruby Rose, right? They're, I mean, Kate Kane's hair, the red hair is fake. Is she, that might not be her actual hair. So you think that but, she's going to have know. a different haircut we'll when out. she's out? I don't know. And we'll then find out. There's something about the cow I don't like. With the bottom of her face, it just doesn't look, it still doesn't look like it fits right. Oh, see, I like both of them. I like the, um, the one in the daylight looks better. The I one in the daylight does look better. Really well done. But let's also talk about the other reveal that we got that I'm annoyed <laughs> by. Um, the Titans debut of Red Hood. And the, the Red Hood costume is great. He looks the, good. The four I mean, foot six Jason Red Hood? Todd's, yeah, right. He, he, the costume is outstanding. And to be fair, all Titans costumes have. like. The problems with Titan, the Titan show has never been design or look. The look and the feeling is great. And to be very fair, most of the writing is good. It just does not know how to end. I think it just never knows if it's going to get another season. So it like rushes to end things at the last episode and it just falls flat every time. So this Red Hood just feels unbelievably rushed and unnecessary. It just like we could have held off and not had Red Hood in it for a little bit. We don't need him in season three. Here's my problem. You have an actor that's voiced the Red Hood, that's cosplayed the Red Hood, that wants to be the Red Hood so bad, and was picked up by another show to play another superhero character, and they missed out on having Jensen Eccles from Supernatural as the Red Hood. Um, yeah, they could, do, they could do him for a movie, though. I don't waste him on Titans. Titans we, isn't that good. <laughs> you don't think they waste him on that? You think if they no. bring him into the movie, bring him there? I would rather somebody who really cares a lot about the role become Red Hood in, in a place where it, it matters more than Titans. Because the, the unfortunate truth is, I've been burnt twice by this show, and I am not <laughs> excited for this season at all. Because both, both season finales are just utter garbage. 
the whole lead up, all the Jonathan, not Jonathan Kent, all the Connor Kent stuff in season two with uh, with crypto, uh, all all of the the Deathstroke stuff is all beautiful. And then it come, it just it all of them just collectively come together and take a big pile of shit on the screen and says, "All right, we'll see you next season." And I'm like, "What was that? What was that? What happened?" Meanwhile, the one show that was amazing beginning to end, never getting a second season. What? Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? Well, I don't know, man. It's it's viewership on CW is so <laughs> big. It's possible. It's possible now that that just becomes an HBO Max show. True. And, and I do have to make a public announcement. I'm enjoying Harley Quinn. Yeah! Harley Quinn's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it, it took... And thank God for that flight attendant movie, because I bet you that flight attendant movie that she's doing for HBO Max is the only reason it's getting a season three. Uh, yeah, the miniseries that she's doing or whatever. Yeah, oh, I thought it was a movie. Whatever that lo- and it looks pretty good. The flight attendant miniseries it was Kaylee Coco do it. Yeah, doing. It looks really really good. Wow. Did you see her appearance on Burt Kreischer's show on Netflix? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, she was paired up. With, he put on off topic, but he put a whole bunch of comedians together that didn't know each other, and uh, the one comedian just kept ripping into Kelly. First off, she didn't recognize her. She never saw the show. And she's like, weren't you the people getting a million dollars an episode? I have no idea why I like just went off. And Kaylee the whole time was like, <laughs> I just want you to like me. Like you could see how awkward it was. It felt so bad. And at the end, Bert was like, I tried something. It didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, here, tell you what, let's, I mean, we're, we're over, over at this point. So let's just rattle off some, some, I think, <laughs> worthy enough to be mentioned news and we and get to some movie stuff but at this point none of this stuff takes a lot of explanation uh john boyega said he's open to returning to a tv show for disney plus which you know he said he wouldn't here he is i would watch a finn show like if it was like say it was say it was done in the same vein as mandalorian say it's uh favreau doing a finn show i would watch it I like John Boyega. And if it's listen, like, man, like attack the block, which listen, man, you shat where you eat. You basically told all the Star Wars fans to go screw off. And now you're coming back being like, yeah, I want to do a show. I need a job and I need money. Like, no, he was asked if it was something that he'd be interested in. And his answer was, I'm a fan. I'm a Mandalorian fan. Uh, and Lucasfilms is doing well with the TV show. An animated show would be dope and I could do it from home. So he really, all he said was that he'd be open to doing an animated show if you really want to boil it down to what he said. Um, but what was it, a month still, ago he was like, F y'all, I'm done with you? Or Yeah, well, yeah, because his, his character got so cut down. He even talks about that in the interview, that there was, there was um, what's it called, um, uh, art done for the movie of this scene that he was very excited to film that got cut last minute. But regardless, I would watch a Finn show. Hopefully it happens. I liked him up until he started bashing the fans. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I, although I would admit that star Wars fans might be the most toxic fans on the planet, but yeah. All right. You know, I mean, let's be fair. (laughs) They're not, they're not known for uh, their tact. We'll say. Um, but regardless, let's talk about some Power Ranger news real quick and easy. Hasbro's looking into making a new uh, Mighty Morphin show that also ties into a new movie. So it's a more of a larger franchise trying to build its bigger world with both TV and film. Um, hopefully they take some cues from Boom Studio because let me tell you, those Power Rangers comics are amazing. I never thought I'd be saying like 
Power Rangers is something that's worth reading, but oh my goodness, it's great. So yeah, hopefully they have, if they take, hopefully they have better luck than the Dark Tower. Because remember the Dark Tower had a whole, we're going to do a movie and a TV show to fill in and yeah, that never happened. So, well, they also, didn't they just try to fit too much into that Dark Tower movie? I never read the books, but from what I understand, they just tried way too hard with that Dark Tower. Yeah. And it was like a sequel, but this, it was just weird. Um, but Netflix only gives you like, what do you have to do? They cancel you if you don't make 300% in your first week when your show comes out. So if that Unless show you're big enough franchise, cause they, the, the, all they want right now is a franchise. That's, uh, that's but their biggest somebody thing. on the inside leaked it is they only look at first week numbers. So if your show doesn't do first week, you know, people watching it, you don't get renewed. They don't care about it after that. Some shows need a little bit of time to, to get the, the wheels turning or get the get people noticing. That's which is shame, which is why some of their shows the have been canceled recently. Is you know, people are busy, they didn't watch it the first week and they love yeah, the like show. V-Wars. Bring V Wars back. I really enjoyed V Wars quite a bit. And that show kept I getting more and more watching as time went on. Yeah, well look at the reviews for we're great. Whatever. Um, all right, let's let's just rattle off some quick movie news. Uh, two quick Suicide Squad things that I thought were interesting. One, uh, James Gunn came to the defense of David Ayers, uh, just saying that look, that man never got to put out the movie he really wanted to, but the thing he did was he gave he got a cast together that really did a good job um, at portraying their versions of the roles, and that he deserves respect for that. Um, so don't judge him on the Warner Brothers cut. Is essentially his point because he did do some good that he is going to now be using in his movie. Uh, and we did get some Empire covers of the new Suicide Squad team. Those pictures, those photos look yeah. incredible. Very I have a feeling we're getting that. an air cut. What's up? I have a feeling we're getting an air cut. I love that. I'll be, honest, be fair with you. I, we talked about this before. Uh, I don't think, I guess it really depends on how great Justice League does. If Justice League does well, there'll be an airs cut for Suicide Squad. Because he it just, going if, it, if it's able to pull in money. He just tweeted the other day, like, you know, I, I was a good you know, soldier. I took one for the team, yada, yada, yada. What was that last week um, when people were bashing it? He's like, but I just rewatched it and it's freaking awesome. Like, yeah, we talked about that on the show because he said on God, which is the funniest part of it. It's straight fire on God. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite part of that whole club. Uh, and then he also, uh, James Gunn also said that uh, a character is a character. Uh, someone on Twitter suggested that. Uh, Harley Quinn is going to be safe because her quote unquote plot armor. And James Gunn was like, no, 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 no. DC, DC gave me full reign to kill whoever I wanted to. So don't go into this <laughs> making assumptions. <laughs> um, also with uh, going back to justice league and Zack Snyder, we also got vague reports that Jared Leto might reprise his role as well as uh, Joe Magnolio. I can never say that dude's name, right. Um, <laughs> is going to be back for Deathstroke. Um, Deathstroke's a bigger deal because it was, they just said he was going to flat out use the footage that we saw as the teaser before in the actual movie. So it'll be used in its intended place, but they've recently seen Joe looking like Deathstroke again. Like his hair is yeah. got that kind of, you know, salty look to it. Very, very uh, similar in the same cropping and the same facial hair that he had for Deathstroke. So there's a lot of rumor that he's coming back in film. I have a feeling Leto, we're just getting an expanded scene on the boat. I think Jared Leto is going to be on the boat with Luther and we're going to get a bigger scene with them. And the boat's going to show yeah, up to the, the Legion of Doom. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, oh I, I don't know about if the, like the actual Doom 
Bubble well, it's not going to be the Doom Bubble, but I have a feeling the boat will pull up to something and they'll walk in together. That'd be kind of cool. And then that that uh, TikTok video we got where we finally got a little bit more from Steppenwolf in Zack Snyder's cut. Steppenwolf looks great. Like that scene is way more menacing with the original version of Steppenwolf than we got in the Justice League movie. Because he looked that shiny kind of metallic look to him is is really really cool looking. Yeah, it's you know the studio just wanted a softer, gentler Steppenwolf. So. Now that they're okay not having that, we'll see what Looks happens. Good. All right, and the last two things, real fast. Uh, Shang-Chi has officially wrapped filming, so we get to, uh, you know, at some point, get to look forward to that on Disney+, Plus. probably at this point, because no theater's going to be up and running by the time that movie is out. Uh, and then uh, Tom Holland also uh, announced that they're starting Sp- the filming on Spider-Man 3 soon, and he officially got the script. He was given an iPad, and then he promptly broke the iPad. Uh, but you know, the ongoing joke with him leaking things is, uh, huh. it's just great. Never gonna end. Uh, Never I think end. the last news deserves, uh, a little something because I don't disagree. Oh, what you're talking about the star Wars thing. I was yeah. going to just end it there, but we could talk about that real quick. Kanye West, uh, was on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about how the prequels are better than anything that Disney has put out. Um, under the you know the the corporate side of Star Wars isn't as good as George Lucas's original version, and I think there's a lot of truth and there's a lot of um, I don't know pulling the wool over your eyes a little bit, nostalgia kind of winning over a little bit. If you take the Mandalorian out, because to me I still don't see Disney's hand in that. I see John Favreau saying, "If you want me to do this, stay the beep away from me." So if you fine. if you take still, that out of their checkbook. If you take that out of it, there's not a single thing in the Disney uh, Star Wars that I feel is better than even episode one. Mm, see, I disagree with you there. I also think that George Lucas, once, once CG got involved, is really the downfall of him to a point where it made the actors stale. Like His whole method for shooting the prequels, I think, is part of what ruined the sequels because they were all on green screen sets and none of them really felt believable that they were in any of the places they were because it was all just added in post. So everybody is wooden in that movie because they're all just running around on big green screen sets. It's it's, The Hobbit had the same problem. Well, it was... Sometimes... It was the same thing of the first Star Wars. He was having them do things that haven't been done the way they were doing it. Nobody had ever done it before that way. Um, and if you go back and watch the documentary on Disney Plus about how they did the first Star Wars, is all the actors had no idea what was going to go on in some of those scenes because of the special effects afterwards. And they didn't even know if they could do the special effects. So That's he's great, always pushing maybe, it. It just didn't maybe work. Maybe Star Wars baby is not the testing ground. Because what you get is wooden actors that feel disjointed from the scenery around them. Like, none of it looks all that great because you're trying to push the envelope on your baby. It's your bread and butter, and you tried to push it too far. It's the same reason why the the remastered versions of the original trilogy are also a little weird to watch because it goes really heavy-handed on the CG when it's unnecessary. Um, it's to a point where things just look disjointed. So I get you. I mean, it's your, it's, this is my version of the Black Panther fight scene for you. Yeah. That's what, this, that's what it's like for me watching it. When well, I watch it, I just feel like they're not connected at all. I've now come to terms with Black Panther, the whole third act CGI is just terrible. 
Um, at one point I was comparing it because I just rewatched it with uh, Mrs. Mauer. There's a scene right before the fight scene where there's this elevator thing coming up to them with weapons on it. And it looks like goddamn Scooby-Doo where you knew the panel behind them was going to move because it was so different looking than the rest of the painting. So Black Panther could use a, a remaster of their special effects. Well, I'll concede to your remaster of the special effects for Black Panther if you concede to the, the fact that the prequels need another run through of the special effects treatment or the actors just need an actual set to work with so they don't feel so disjointed and just swinging in the air. And then they just put a bad guy there who gets cut in half. It just feels like they all ran up there like little kids running around with fake toys and just swinging oh, around, swinging their arms. And that's swinging. definitely what it was. Ewan even said, he's like, sometimes I forgot we were filming a scene. In my head, I was just having fun with a lightsaber in my hand. So, so look, there, the, there are some shining, wonderful moments from those movies, but the acting is just really hard for me to take. And it's not because of bad actors. It's that good actors were put in a bad situation. Except for Hayden Christensen. That's a whole different story. Episode three, he redeems Sorry. himself a little bit. Episode three, he redeems himself, sure. But until then, episode two <laughs> was atrocious. Well, episode two is the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Last 45 minutes are fun. Last 45 minutes when there's no longer a story and it's just the actual Clone War. I'll okay. give you that. I'll take that. That was fun. I, I think the first movie is the worst one ever made. But regardless. All right. Well. Here nor there. We're going to say this episode issue was for Tara. Because she got us all freaked out earlier today. And thinking, Tara, it's Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and this is extra long, so you got more Fireside to listen to. But Menti, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice. Unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. And if you enjoyed the show, comments, likes, ratings, all that stuff goes a long way because it helps people find the show. And we truly appreciate the support we've been given. Any more you're willing to give would be wonderful in these trying times. Once again, I'm Menti. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to go to WelcomeToFireside.com. Also, if you're like many people right now going, who in the world is Moon Knight? Where do I start reading Moon Knight? What important storylines should I know going into this TV show? Should I be excited? Is it really just Marvel's Batman? We're going to answer all of those questions. Uh, Menti and I are going to talk about how his conversion happened from a Moon Knight disbeliever to a Moon Knight fan and uh, show you the path to go down as well. Um, so you can text your friends at three o'clock in the morning going, oh my God, Moon Knight's awesome. So are we going to, to essentially re-record shows that we've done in the past? Absolutely. But you no longer have to go back and find them. <laughs> and this is going to have lots of other things in it as well. Like casting and wishful and what I think is going to happen. Because let me tell you, our track record is goddamn good when it comes to predicting what's happening in these MCU situations. I agree. All right. On that note, deuces. Deuces. Excelsior. What's going on? <laughs> I just about to say that. In there. What's going on? Get it in there. What's going on? Baby Huey hurt his back. Walking like oh, an old man. He hurt his back. Baby Huey, that's why he's not here on the show. When Mauer kicked him out, it was funny watching him fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deuces. Deuces.